0: Welcome, my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I am your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 31. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. The Sacramento Kings and their absolutely unbelievable season. The Dylan Brooks situation and everything there is about it. Everything there is to love and hate about it. We should put it that way. Giannis doesn't believe in any type of failure. Joel Embiid is your 2022-2023 NBA MVP. And we give a little recap and an update of all four NBA series, which are happening right now. How's everybody doing? I have to first off apologize. Every so often, uh, I record an episode where my voice is gone and I sound like this. I sound like emotional or like I'm sick. Uh, And I am a very, look, I'm very lucky. I get to do some very fun things. I get to go to some very cool sporting events. And the one that I just went to uh, a couple days ago, is at the top of that list. Me, my brother, and two of our buddies, uh, two of our best friends, decided last second, literally Sunday, hey, let's fly out to New Jersey and go to Game 7 of the Rangers-Devils series. And boy, oh boy, was it unbelievable. I have never experienced a Game 7 before uh, where it has gone my way. Or my team's way. And this blew the roof off of all of that. It was absolutely incredible. Truly one of my favorite memories of, that I will have with me for the rest of my life. It was amazing. But because of that, uh, my voice sounds like this. (gasps) My throat actually hurts. Uh, I'm sure my vocal cords are damaged, but boy, oh boy, it was worth it. I regret nothing. It was amazing. Anyway, before we dive into any other topics, let's dive right into our Brother You Love and Hate segment. Jer is back from Japan. So let's, uh, let's dive into Brother You Love and Hate, brought to you by PHI Apparel Co., our brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company, PHI Apparel Co., providing unique designs, high-quality clothing to the great fans of Philly. We are very grateful, again, to have them as a sponsor. But well, that leads us into our segment. He has finally returned from Japan.
1: Jer, how's it going, dude? It's good. It's good. I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. How
0: how was it? Give us a, give us a quick little rundown.
1: Uh, It was amazing. I mean, it's been what, eight years since I went back. Um, So long time coming. This is the third trip I've planned. Finally was able to, to make it happen. The world didn't shut down. Um, yeah, no kidding. And it, it was a blast, man. Everyone, listen, there are a lot of places that people should travel Um, and, you know, should have on their list. Japan should be at the top of everyone's list. It is amazing that The culture, the people, the food, like everything about it is is awesome, and everyone should uh it at least experience once that is awesome. You were there for two weeks uh yeah, it was like twelve days or something twelve
0: days It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you had fun. I was a little disappointed. we never got a video or a sound
1: bite of the rain sound from the bidet. <laughs> i know i actually thought about it i took a picture of one That's that's real well what, um, what the hell I haven't even shared it yet i don't know i should share it but like i said like i said you know a couple of weeks ago amazing it was in this one was in like a, a nice mall um go in there first thing the stall walls go all the way to the ground so you know it's gonna <laughs> be great that's nice Right. And then you walk in, they've got, you know, the bidet heated um, seat. They've got like a a little sanitized thing where you, you spray it on some toilet paper and wipe off the seat. Um, Then all the different buttons, a deodorizer before you sit down. Um, What then, you know, the, the sound um, the little rain, rainforest thing they've got going on bidet um, or not the bidet, the washlet. Um, and then they have a dryer as well. So once you're done, click the dryer, dries, dries y'all up and you're good to go.
0: Why are they so much better and on top of hygiene than we are? Why, like, why hasn't that made its way over here?
1: Uh, I have no idea. I'm assuming because it's really expensive. Um, right, right. When we got home, my wife's like, Hey, you were right. The are awesome. Let's get one. <laughs> and I looked it up and like the nice ones are like five grand oh wow Um, okay i didn't realize that they were that expensive yeah they're they're pretty pricey so you know maybe one day not in the near future um but you should i wish you could try it out i know
0: i'm i'm curious that's legit all i thought about i'm not kidding uh (laughs) the rain
1: the rain sounds on the bidet (gasps) yeah great and the dryer a deodorizer before you sit down they're shooting poopery in there for you awesome awesome yeah.
0: That's nice. We need, we just need those so badly. Yeah. I can't tell you how many just disgusting bathrooms. I bet every single one of us listening to this has been in.
1: Yeah. I mean, just about everyone was incredibly clean. Um, Even the ones on like the, the trains, right. Very clean, just nice bidet. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just the culture, right? Like it's, the country's incredibly clean. You walk on the street, you won't find any garbage. You actually won't find a garbage can on the street, which is kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, it's I don't know, just just how how they are. Um, And it's great. I love it. Well, good for
0: you. I'm glad you got to experience that. Let's dive into. we're not even going to do hates because you don't hate Japan. You don't hate anything about it. You had the time of your life. I want to hear two things that you loved that aren't bidet related. Hit us. They aren't bidet related? Yeah, I feel like that's enough bidet talk on one podcast. It is.
1: No, no, that's yeah, that's fair. Um, I mentioned it just barely, but how clean the country is—it's amazing. I'm not kidding. We saw more trash in LAX, like for the hour we were there when we got home, than we did the 12 days we were in Japan, and we were going all over the entire country. Um, obviously they, you know, they will have some some garbage, but it's like unbelievably clean cleaner than anywhere you've ever you've ever been so uh, that's that's one thing is
0: that like a it's got to be like a cultural thing too right like they like there was that clip at the world baseball classic where all the japanese fans stayed behind or like picking up the stadium that's
1: not like by accident right it's got to be a cultural thing it is a cultural thing yeah they just take pride in, in in that and just what they do right it's part of the culture everyone wants to to keep the city clean and the place where they live clean so um yeah in- incredibly clean um and the city's massive too like tokyo is just incredibly huge like i couldn't even believe it. it was my first time in tokyo um it is ridiculous um anyway so that was the first thing uh second thing is food i love food Ooh. japanese food's amazing um just yakiniku sushi Oh, the sushi is so good. And it's so cheap. It's, it's awesome. Like I'm, I'm having the best sushi ever for $20. There's a wow. menu of fish that was caught that morning. Um, and yeah, it was like 20 bucks for a, a full meal for my wife and I. So
0: that's amazing. Well, those are two pretty good things. That's t- That's tough to beat <gasps> the uh, people. Uh, nobody hates being clean and nobody hates good, cheap food. No, it's great. I love both those things. Yeah, those are nice. That's good. Well, those are, again, I'm glad you went. I'm glad you had fun. And I'm glad you got to experience the cleanliness and the good food. Those are, Thank those, you. are those are good things to
1: love. Do you have
0: another love or is that it?
1: That's it. Let, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but let, let's stop there for now. Great. Okay, cool. Well, let's dive into this because
0: a lot has happened in the NBA uh, since you have been gone. I know you've been keeping in uh, in touch with it and keeping tabs on and everything. But let's just start with these couple topics and then we'll run through each series. I want to know this whole Dylan Brooks situation in Memphis, what happened with him and LeBron where he kind of stood up to him and he said some weird stuff. He's trying to be like the guy who stands up for him or who stands up to him, whatever. I get it. But now Memphis is coming out and saying that. Yeah, no. Like we're absolutely his time here is done. Do you love or hate how this Dylan Brooks situation has unfolded?
1: Uh, I I hate I hate it, I think. Um what what did the the Grizzlies come out or the report come out like under no circumstances they're going to bring him back? Yeah. That seems a little extreme. Um now I I do think I do think he was in the wrong one, you know, talking so much crap to LeBron and not backing it up. And then when they lose like the next what three games, um, he doesn't talk to media either. He just kind of pieces out and it's kind of playing the victim like, hey, you know, everyone wants to label me as the villain. I'm not the villain or whatever. Right. Um that that bugs me, and he, he kind of deserves some of the shade there. But I think the report coming out for the, the Grizzlies saying that is a little extreme.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm completely torn because, to your point, that's what bugged me the most about this. Dylan Brooks made himself the villain when he was so outspoken against LeBron and said, I don't respect you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. But then if LeBron hangs 30 multiple nights on top of your head and you are terrible and shoot 20% from three the entire series... And right. then and then duck it and not even hold press or media like that's that you put a giant target on your own back. Like if you talk to talk and you can't, that's fine if you can't back it up, but you still have to face it. You got to face the heat. Right. And that's what that's what bugged me the most. But then to your point, I think it's very weird that Memphis just straight up was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, their wording was terrible. Under no circumstances are we bringing him back. That's weird. Like, look, the dude did all this because he was trying to help the team and help the franchise. It's not like he was doing it for his own agenda. So, okay. that that bugs me how they handled it, especially to come out publicly right now just like almost days after they get eliminated by LA. I don't know. Right. I I I hate I hate a lot about this situation. I also I don't hate Dylan Brooks, but actually i kind of i kind of do i hate how he's gone about himself this season he drives me bonkers but and and it sucks i talked about it last week on my podcast that it's it's not like memphis is so weird because it's been a roller coaster like they were sweet everybody rooted for him nobody disliked jaw then all of a sudden jaw does his thing and everybody's like ah like i want to root for him but he still rubs me the wrong way. And that's how this entire Memphis team has right. been. So Dylan Brooks in this whole situation, the way it's gone down, it, it really, really bothers me from both sides, his side and the team's side.
1: Yeah, poor, poor guy. Um, he, I, he'll still be in the league next year. Uh, oh, that's for sure. For sure. But I think he was making what, like $11 million this year. There's no way he gets that. He shot 39% from the field this year. Not yeah. from three, from the field. I've read that he was looking for something like 20 mil a season
0: or something like that. I don't, yeah. I don't think that there's going to be a team who gives him that type of deal, but yeah, of course, like Twitter's funny and anybody who has a bad game, all of a sudden they're going to joke about him playing over in China or whatever. But uh, he for sure is an NBA player. Like that's, that's not even a doubt, but I don't know. I just, I, hopefully he learns from this experience too, because you can't, you can talk. Beverly's the perfect example. Right. You can talk all you want, but then he owns it afterwards. So that that's that's all you got to do. But yeah, this right. this whole situation
1: just kind of sucks it's, every way you look it, at it. It's also weird too that you know the Grizzlies would come out and say something like that, and people are like, you know, kind of uh, being a little hard on on Brooks for for talking crap because they're known for talking the most shit in the league, right? Like yeah. that's what they're known for. Yeah, and there's no way they had any issues. It's like he's kind of a a culture fit like he kind of fit in there with everyone else yeah so i completely agree he he does this talks you know crap to lebron and then kind of bails out i think like you said that's what got him in trouble is he just didn't own up to it yeah like it's fine if you know you talk shit lebron you know dominates you and then you own up to it whatever but he just kind of bailed out <laughs> uh, but yeah i think i think the grizzlies are to blame for some of it as well because they clearly enabled it um Cause that's what they're known for. Yep. hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's going to be, I don't know who they replaced him with now. It, it's funny to say that because he, again, he didn't have a great postseason, but like he did things that were kind of intangible on this team. And, and yes, Memphis had injuries. Them not having Steve, Steven Adams down low is obviously huge. Like that's big. Also Brandon like, Clark,
1: right? I think yeah, exactly.
0: Who, yes. Yeah. Like th- those are big injuries that actually really affected them. So, I don't I don't know what that's gonna look like. I and also, by the way, we, we need to talk about this for a second. Uh the emergence of Tyus Jones was yeah. huge this year. I crushed Tyus Jones when when they traded Melton to the Sixers for a bag of chips. I thought, what are they doing? Tyus Jones is not a good backup, and he proved me wrong. He was very, very good this year.
1: Yeah, he's really good. Which I think surprised probably most people when he came to the league. Um, Yeah. Didn't think he would turn out to be what he is now. Um, But you know what? I'm grateful. I'm grateful we have Melton on the Sixers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, speaking of Sixers, let's jump to this topic.
0: I already know you don't hate it. So do you love or do you really love uh, that Joel Embiid was named the NBA MVP uh, yesterday? Today? When was it?
1: Yesterday? Yesterday. Uh, Yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, I I really love it. I really love it. It's about damn time Agreed. he he won it. Um, he's been unbelievable for three straight years. And this year he just absolutely carried carried the team. Um, obviously he's a you know offensive juggernaut, but as you can see tonight, even though we got smoked, he had five blocks in the first half. Yeah, he they made were nasty. such a huge difference defensively. And the offense runs through him as well, so it's like he is the Sixers. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to say that when we just beat you know the Celtics two days ago without him, but like that's we couldn't do that. They they couldn't do that every game. Um, no, he's just he is the Sixers, and everything offense defense runs around him. So,
0: yeah, I agree. I obviously this entire episode is is based to on Embiid winning the MVP, so I talk about it in detail, but like. Joel Embiid is the most Philadelphia MVP that the Sixers have ever had. Like nobody, nobody has embraced the city more. Nobody stands for what the city means more. Everything about Embiid, like you said, he is the Sixers. So I I just think it's, again, we got absolutely smacked tonight, but people are overreacting. If you would have told us before the season or the series started that we'd be going back to Philly split one, one, every single Sixers fan alive would be thrilled. So yes, of course we don't want to lose by 40. That's not a good look, but that said, okay, great. Embiid, I'm looking at this glass half full because Embiid got to shake some rust off. He even had a post game quote where he said, I actually feel really good. I'm surprised at how well I could move. Um, It's only going to get better every day. He got to run around, get some cardio, get a feel for the game back. Um, And there's no shot that Boston shoots that well. Again, there's absolutely no shot. So Boston's too good to get swept. They're not going to give up two games at home. Uh, To to start off the series, we knew that. But yeah, I'm with you. Like, obviously, anybody listening to this knows how I feel about Embiid. But it just is wild to even his whole story is crazy. But just to look at this year alone, like the fact that he is literally doing everything better than he was doing last year, where we thought he absolutely hit a ceiling. I thought, okay, he didn't win this year. There's no shot he wins it because this was his chance. He's not going to be better. And he somehow was better at everything he did this season. Whether that was scoring the ball, another scoring title, whether it was uh, playing defense again, like you just talked about tonight, uh, his first game back from injury with five blocks. The the thing that I'm most impressed with is he's not sped up like the game is slowed down to him. He makes decisions when he's doubled way better than he ever has. He's a better playmaker, a better passer. Uh, uh, like everything about his game is, has improved this year. And I didn't think that he had an, even another level to take it to. So the fact that he won is great. Uh, again, I thought he should have won last year and maybe he sh- I bet you Jokic fans would, would uh, even say, okay, yeah, maybe he should have won it last year because Jokic had an argument this year, but we're not going to talk about him. I'm very thrilled. No. And Bede- I'm very thrilled and Bede won. one. Uh, there is nothing to dislike about this. It is all good. I love everything about it
1: yeah yeah great and i'm i'm so happy about it like you said though if i was to put my money on someone to win the mvp before the season indeed i don't think he wouldn't be the last one obviously but he probably wouldn't be top three just Oh no like you said there's no way he could follow up the last two seasons with a better one and and he did which is why yep. he won yep i agree uh but be- i have an episode about it before the season started my prediction was
0: i had luca uh Janis and Jokic were my top 3. And right. I, I I again I that was just my thought that there was no shot in bead had another another level to take it to and boy did he prove us wrong which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um yeah, amazing. Okay, I want to fly through quickly just these each of the series that are going on right now. I want to hear your quick thoughts. Uh we'll start with the Sixers Celtics. I know we just kind of summarized it a little bit, but again, going back to Philly on Friday, it's tied 1-1. Embiid's gonna get his MVP trophy in front of the home crowd. How are you feeling? What do you what do you see this series? How do you think it shakes out?
1: I am thrilled with with what happened. Um, obviously, you know, going into Game One, no Embiid, I was like, oh great, we're gonna we're for sure losing this. We didn't know if we he was even gonna play Game Two at the time either. So I was like, yeah, there's a good chance we're going down O two, right? Yeah. Um, so just to steal one and that game being without Embiid and vintage Harden comes back and proves that, you know, he can still be the guy, but he's kind of changed his game to, to play with better scores. Um, awesome. I'm I'm happy. I'm taking the Sixers in six, Sixers Ooh. in six. I like it. I, uh, I also think that
0: the Sixers win it in six. Um, I just don't see us losing Friday at all. Um, if we do lose Friday, I think the series is over. Um, Boston will win it. I just don't see that happening. Like, I I don't see. I think Embiid has an unbelievable night. I think everybody shows up again. Boston plays really well in our building. Um, They always have, especially Tatum and Brown. But I just, I don't see us losing the night. Embiid gets his trophy. And I think we take a 2-1 lead and we we finish it at home. And I I like that. Sixers and six. I like that a lot. Thank you. All right. Lakers-Warriors. I, we, we talked about this the other day, going into game one, we were joking about it with Ralph. You've got to bet with him, and you can talk about that in a sec, but I said, I think the Lakers legit can beat the warriors. Yeah. And we talked about it. We're like, really? I don't know. And game one, Anthony Davis did exactly what we thought he was going to do. And we all pointed to this. If Anthony Davis stays healthy, they are going to beat the warriors straight up. Right. What, are wh- how do you see this series going?
1: Yeah. I I completely agree. See, Anthony Davis is one of the more interesting superstars in the league, right? Because one, he needs to stay healthy. He he gets hurt more than anyone ever. Yeah. Um, but two, like sometimes he's just he just disappears. It's like yep. he he kind of decides which games he wants to try and which games he doesn't. Like there'll be a game where he'll score like 10 points and the next game he'll have 35. Yeah. Um, so if if he's actually, you know, making an effort i guess then they're gonna win the series yeah um i think yeah ralph i think the bet with ralph was uh i said there wasn't gonna be a sweep in this series and he said there was <laughs> oh that's so, the bet. okay yeah yeah so i mean if the warriors win one game which i think they will um then i'll i'll win some money but i'm going lakers um lakers and six for this one as well Okay, I've got Lakers in seven.
0: I think they win it in seven, and that is with a little contingency that Anthony Davis stays healthy. Because if he goes out, I think it's over.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You can't you can't do those. You got to just yep. pick one. You can't say, yep. well, what if he gets hurt? Yeah, you're right. But uh, again, Anthony Davis stays
0: healthy. Lakers win. If not, they lose. Uh, but I've got Lakers in seven. Right. Mark it down. All right, Suns and Nuggets. This one, I am not gonna lie, I'm shocked by. I thought it would be split one-one going back to Phoenix, but it isn't. Nuggets have a two-game lead. They did what they're supposed to do at home. How do you see the rest of the series going? Do you think the Suns can – do you think we see a little bit more life out of them? Because in game two, they just – they looked weird. And Chris Paul's now out for a week. Like, how do you see this going? What do you think happens?
1: I was not expecting the Nuggets to be up 2-0. I was not. Like, I yeah, I did not see that happening. And watching the games, the Nuggets have been playing Unbelievable. Yep, and I do not see the Suns beating them in a seven game series. Well, now, right? Like, I yeah, there's no way the Suns win this series. So I'm I'm going Nuggets in five. Wow, especially with Chris Paul out, Nuggets in five. Wow.
0: Okay, yep. I I I, I mm, this one's tough. I think the Nuggets win in six. I think that the way the Nuggets are playing, it's not just, yes, Jokic is playing really well, but so is everybody else. Like Jamal Murray, game one, freak. at Freak of nature. Game two, not so good, but other guys stepped up. And that the right. way that they're playing, like Gordon is playing well. All their role players are playing well. Jokic is doing his thing. And they're playing defense, which was funny enough the knock on them really all season. And mm. they're playing really good defense, especially on My Kevin Durant
1: my guy uh bruce brown
0: dudu du- du brown that's du- du right dudu
1: brown has played great defense he's he, he's the perfect guy for their team
0: yeah he is turns out he's a perfect complementary piece and a fantastic role player which who would have thought um right. but yeah i'm i'm with you i i don't think that now look chris paul at this this point in his career he's still chris paul however right. he's not going to win you games if that makes sense like he's not going to be the guy um but that said like he's better than campaign i don't know what other point guard they have on their team but campaign is most likely going to be the guy who steps in and i'm afraid that's not going to happen like we saw a campaign postseason game in the playoffs a few years ago that was great i actually really like him i think he's a great backup point guard but i don't think that he can step in and fill chris paul's shoes so i'm with you i've got nuggets in six though I think that the Suns. Okay. I think that the Suns win one game at home. And then they when they go back to Denver, I think they win that game, but I think it's over then. Uh right. yeah, no, nuggets no and six. All right, we'll end with this one, which is actually a really fun series. And I've said this, I sound like a broken record, but the NBA is better and more enjoyable when the New York Knicks are a relevant team, and they are right now. The Heat and the Knicks, yeah. it's tied one one. Jimmy Butler, a freak of nature uh is he back one. I don't know yet. It hasn't it hasn't happened. He rolls his ankle game one, finishes the game. He's out for game two and the Knicks squeak out a win at home. So going back to or going to Miami tied one one. Uh how do you see this? Because I'm torn on this one. I don't know if if Jimmy is healthy, then obviously that tilts the scale a little bit, but how how do you see this series shaking out?
1: Yeah, that's hard because that it all depends on the health of Jimmy, I think. Yeah. Uh, um if jimmy is healthy i'm going heat in seven if not i'll i'll take i'll take mix in Ooh, so you think it's going seven regardless yeah i also think it's so fun and i actually don't mind either team so
0: yeah yeah i don't either i i actually don't dislike either team one bit um they are so fun to watch this this run Jimmy Butler's been on has been so much fun, just from a basketball stand fan point. Like, if you like basketball, you wow. have to love what Jimmy Butler's doing. It's amazing, um, and the Knicks are just fun, man. They're a fun team. They play fun basketball, and honestly, it's just it feels funny saying, but like they don't. You would think they don't have any business being here, but they're they're good. They're fun. Jalen Brunson's yeah. fun. The Villanova guys are fun. I love Josh Hart. I think R.J. Barrett started to play a little bit better. Julius Randle, yeah. it still look, hasn't looked like himself yet. So if well, he had is, an
1: ankle like, problem too, didn't he?
0: Yeah. So if he gets back and has a Julius Randle game, then the Knicks could easily take over. So it just, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun basketball. And uh, oh. any, any, any fan there uh, who loves the game should love the series. I don't know what to do. I, I genuinely don't know what to pick. I can see it going seven. I could see Butler coming back and them winning it in in 5. Um right. I don't know but just to make a prediction I'm going to say the Heat in 6. That's what I think happens.
1: Okay. See, yeah. you didn't factor in, you forgot that the Knicks have 3 guys on the court that are all lefties. You're not <laughs> well, factoring that in. How often does that happen? Never. Hold on, Hold on. you
0: got Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. Oh, and Brunson.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, great.
0: That's funny you, because it, is that the only an,
1: time that's ever happened? If we did an all, all NBA
0: lefty team, I think those three would be first team All NBA lefty. I think so. They're all on the same team. Who else is and and they play together? Yeah, they do. Who else? I'm trying to think who else we could even put on the. Oh, James Harden, duh. Um,
1: yeah, obviously Harden. Luke Kennard, three point <laughs> leader. <laughs> Luke Kennard is a lefty. Um, Benjamin. I don't, I don't know Healthy
0: Benjamin Simmons. Oh boy, poor guy. I don't know why I'm blanking on lefties, but you're right. That is fun. I they, uh, yeah. that for sure has to be. We got to look that up. I don't know where we can find that, but that has to be some sort of record.
1: I think it might be. They should add one more to get four on the court at once. I agree. They their backup big is a lefty. That heart, heart sign, whatever his name is. Oh, is he? So there's think... been a, there. I bet he's been on the court with all of them before. I think so. I think he's lefty. Maybe I made that up, but I'm almost positive he is. So here, here's something to think about. Let's say Jimmy's hurt and, and he's out for some reason. He's out for the series, right? So Tyler hero, Jimmy out. The Knicks would have the easiest path to the Eastern conference finals. Maybe of all time. Yeah, I agree. That would be wild,
0: which is awesome for them because they're going to get smacked by either Philly
1: or Boston. Were they were they the the five seed or the four seed? I think the five. The Cavs were the four. Imagine being the five seed and just having a walk in the park. <laughs> Seriously, they got on a little walkway and just slowly strolled by everybody. Yeah, thanks to the Heat beating the Bucks, it's
0: pretty awesome. That is really yeah. fun. Well, that's good. That's a good recap. Um, and let's end with this one real fast. The okay. I want to hear your thoughts on the whole Giannis quote and the Giannis situation where basically he was asked at the end of the season in a, at a post-game press conference, Hey, was this season a failure? And he went on this, this, uh, long chat. I'll, I'll plug the audio in this episode, but basically saying, dude, you asked me this last year, not every loss, not every season. If you don't win the whole thing is a failure. It's a step in the right direction. We're going to work on it this off season. Um, and went on this tangent, which honestly in that talk and that little response, There were a lot of things he said, which I liked. However, I want to know your thoughts. Do you, did you love
1: or hate that? When I first listened to it, I thought this is, this is awesome. Like, this is great. The stuff he's saying, cool. I had a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling when I was listening to it. Yeah. Then I actually thought about it. I'm like, that's not true at all. (laughs) Like take, take the Bruins for example, right? The hockey team. They just set the record for most wins in an NHL regular season. And then they lost the first round. That season is a failure. That big time. That is a failure. Yep. And so to say that there's no failures in sports, like you can't, you can't say that. Yeah. I understand what he was trying to say. um, And it seems like something maybe like a, I don't know, Super League AAU coach would say to his team after they lost or something like that. Um, but as a professional athlete, like I think, I think there are failures. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. There, are. I would consider losing to to the Heat in the first round a failure. Yep,
0: I completely agree. So here is the funny part. Again, I'm the same as you. The first time I listened to it, I was like, Wow, actually, I respect this, Giannis. That's pretty cool. He can only get away with it because they they've won a championship before. Yeah. If yeah. if Embiid says that, he gets crushed. Right. If if Jason Tatum says that he gets crushed. If honestly, any other player says that they get absolutely tortured. But I think Giannis gets a pass because he is the funny, nice guy who makes comments about smoothies and Oreos and all this stuff and makes these dad jokes. And that's kind of his off the court persona a little bit. Um, right. But the fact that he is one, I think he gets a total pass for it. So um, the the Bruins losing is the perfect example. I think that, them having a 3-1 lead to the Florida Panthers as the greatest regular season team in NHL history, and then getting knocked out in the first round. It's a huge yeah. failure. There's no positive, possible positive spin that you can put on that. Their team is You're gonna right. get blown up. They lost, they're gonna lose so many free agents. They might even lose their captain in Bergeron. Like that is a wasted season. It was a total failure by every definition of it. So it is funny to say, oh, there's no failures in sports. Of course there are. That's a little bit ridiculous, but to, I mean, to give Giannis props, Nike is now running a campaign with this. They're yeah. it's like steps forward or whatever they're calling it. So I don't know. Like, again, I think if it was any other player he would get crushed for it, but the fact that he's won, the fact he has that off the court persona kind of gives him a little bit of a pass.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, he failed this year. Sorry, Giannis. You did. Right. Yeah, he did. I agree. One, one losing to an eight for what? The sixth time
0: ever. Like that's, that's yeah. a failure. That's a failure. Have fun. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, Jared, this was great. Thank you, my friend. Uh, We will chat with you next week. Awesome. Okay, friends, we're several episodes in. And by now, you know, I'm a huge fan of Griffle's plasma. There's a lot to know about this topic. For starters, who needs plasma? Why it is needed and why it is important to set up and donate. Diving right in, who needs plasma? Anyone, anyone could need plasma at any time. A stranger, a family member, a dude sitting next to you at a Sixers game. Why is it needed? Because plasma makes medicines, different kinds of medicines for many different people and all kinds of situations. Point is, there's lots of reasons to step up. People count on people like you for these medicines. You're compensated when you donate And it's just a cool thing to do. You spread good in the world. You show your good side. Find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com. When you donate, tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's underdog fantasy and their pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick slip get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. So let's start just at the top with the Sacramento Kings. We'll briefly talk about them because we have to. Look, crushing way to lose. You lose to the Warriors. Steph drops 50. There's really not much you can do there. A lot of people were crushing Sabonis, and maybe he didn't have the best game seven, rough series, everything like that. But really, let's focus on the positive here. It was 17 years since you guys had made the playoffs, and not only did you make the playoffs, but you did it in a pretty convincing way, right? I think we predicted this at the beginning of the series. Hey, you guys just don't have enough to push you over the edge yet. That will change. And honestly, if Harrison Barnes doesn't be Harrison Barnes and miss that pretty good look, you guys probably win the series. But the Kings had a great, great season, a great series. Look, De'Aaron Fox is unbelievable. I love Tyrese Halliburton. But this Sacramento Kings team doesn't accomplish what they do or what they did this year without that trade for Sabonis. It was a great trade. Sabonis has his flaws, yes, kind of an undersized big, but look, he is a great player. Fox is a great player. The Sacramento Kings have great role players. Kevin Herter, awesome. Malik Monk, awesome. Keegan Murray, awesome. Davion Mitchell, awesome. The Kings are in a very good place, and they will be in a good place for a long time. Their, uh, GM just won Executive of the Year, rightfully so. Again, pulling off those trades, bringing in those free agents. Like, good for him. Good for the Kings. They should just walk out of the season with their heads held high because it is better than anybody on earth expected, besides those two dudes after Summer League who said we're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> shout out to them. But I have to give them a quick shout out. Now, I want to talk about this uh, briefly as well. Talked about it with Jer, but the whole Dylan Brooks situation is just such a bummer, right? Like, I don't know if—I don't even know if you want to call it a bummer because he has quickly turned himself into one of the most annoying players in the league. I don't even know if Grizzlies fans like the dude. If he played well during that series against the Lakers, then yes— this would be a different tune. If you step up to LeBron and you call him out and say you don't have respect for him, and then you lay an egg like you did, you have to man up. You cannot run away. You cannot blame the media for making you the villain. You can't do it. So that part sucks. Again, he blew that 100%. But I don't love the way the Grizzlies handled the rest of this situation. I do not love that they just came out so quickly after their season ended and said, yeah, there is no chance he's coming back. That's not cool. Dylan Brooks gave his all for you guys. It's not cool to treat him that way. Look, he doesn't deserve the money he's looking for. I don't think at least. Will a team give that to him? Maybe. I think he might be overpaid. We'll have to find out. But still, this whole situation, total bummer. Just a bummer. Every way you look at it. This one, again, I know I touched on it with Jair with the whole Giannis situation. I'm going to, for those who haven't heard, I'm going to play the quote. Giannis and the Bucks get knocked out in the first round by Jimmy Butler in the 8-seed Miami Heat. And Giannis is obviously on the Bucks on the 1-seed. This was his quote after the game when a reporter asked him if this season was a failure. Here you go.
1: I just asked Bud the exact same question,
2: but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, because I'm not that... up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? With, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide a house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it. You know, um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championship. The other nine years was a failure. That's what you're telling me. No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? No, I mean, I don't think so, no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports about. You don't always win. Some other people people's going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10 days stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So, 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures? No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one. Hopefully, we can win another one. You know, i sorry that I didn't want to make it personal because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year I wasn't in the, in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back.
0: So very similarly to, as Jair put, I really liked this the first time I listened to it. I thought, hey, you know what? Respect Giannis. I think this is a cool way to go about it. I think this is a good outlook to have. But then I started thinking about it more. And just like I said with Jair, Giannis is the only player in the league who I think could get away with talking like this. I really do. Can you imagine LeBron saying that? No. If Embiid said it, oh my goodness. Like he it's it's who he is it's his persona off the court and it's the fact that he's won before right that kind of gives him a pass he's the fun dad joke telling guy who uh, makes jokes about smoothies and Oreos and things like that so he's able to say that of course there's failures in sports I think that's insane but again he's cashing in on this because Nike is now running a campaign for him steps in the steps forward something like that I don't know. I I just I I don't love it. <laughs> I I don't love it. I only really don't love it because I think that there is it's a it's only because it's him. I don't I don't love the fact that he's getting this kind of special treatment only because it's Giannis. I don't know. That's just me. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, really really curious how you guys feel about that too. But. We got to talk about this. It's mainly the reason I wanted to even do this episode. And I apologize for waiting a little bit. My voice was way too gone yesterday to even record. But Joel Embiid, man. Unbelievable. Now, yes, I am a homer. Yes, I am a, I've am. been at the front of that Joel Embiid in for MVP train all season long. And all last season. And the season before that. But it feels kind of weird that it's actually happened. <laughs> that he actually is the MVP. Let me just say it is so well-deserved and the the just the thought alone of knowing, hey, he is going to be down in history, people will look back and say, wow, Joel Embiid was an MVP. That is just, it's incredibly cool to me. Um, I heard Kyle Newbeck on his podcast today said something I really liked and really agreed with. He said, out of every MVP who Philadelphia has ever had. Nobody embraces Philadelphia or like represents it quite like Joel Embiid does. And I think that's true. It's everything, right? It's the perseverance. It's going through everything that he went through, not only in his life but through the start of his career. All of you have heard all these stories now uh, the last couple days with him talking about losing his brother or getting hurt very early on in his career – with serious injuries where people were saying, yeah, you might not play again. Him going back home uh, to Cameroon for his brother's funeral and being like, yeah, I don't want to go back. Like, I feel responsible. I feel like I am the reason that this happened to him. And he has overcome every single one of those things. Like, it's so awesome. His story is amazing. It will make an unbelievable movie one day. And it is so cool and has been so cool to... Have been along the ride the entire time. Have to tell a fun little story. Uh my 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 little Joel Embiid story. So it's the first time that I met him. Uh I've I've met him when I say meet, like it was kind of loose, loosely meet. But this time I like actually got to chat chat with him and meet him. So I'm in Philly. I go to this season ticket holder event. It's uh Joel Embiid's rookie year. I think it's the year that we drafted him. So Michael Carter Williams is there, Nerlens Noel is there, and Joel is there in a boot. He is very young. He has a very thick accent, and we're sitting around waiting for these other players to show up. And I am in the same room as him. Take a picture with him. Meet him. Start kind of bouncing questions off him just to kill time. And uh, he tells me he's really into FIFA. He loves FIFA, and so we start talking about that. Told me he would kick my ass in FIFA. And we even played a game and he did kick my ass in FIFA, but it was, it was so awesome. I remember posting because I also met Alan Iverson that night uh, for the first time. And it was unbelievable. AI maybe was a little tipsy, uh, but he was so incredibly nice. Asked where I was from. Uh, loved the fact that I lived in Utah. He even said, are you Mormon? And I'm like, yeah, I'm Mormon. And he loved the fact that that I was a Mormon who loved him and loved Alan Iverson. I thought that was hilarious, but just kept giving me hugs, like just the nicest dude ever, and everybody who's met AI uh, AI only has similar things to say about him. But I remember posting something that night because I just had this impression. Obviously we as Sixers fans were so desperate and wanted something to look forward to so badly that I was, uh, again, a little bit of a homer, but I just was like, okay, Embiid is the guy, Embiid is the future, and that night will forever be burned in my head because it was such a cool time, such a cool memory, such a cool experience that I can't really even believe that that happened. It It was amazing. But that night, I'm trying to pull up the exact date of what it was. It was right here. October 15th of 2014, how about that? But I remember just saying the future's bright, like what a guy, and the picture's hilarious. I am so small, and Embiid is a big guy, but even looking at Embiid, he's just a young, young dude. Pretty crazy. I remember getting back uh, in town and going to pick up basketball and telling my friend Seth Adamson, shout out Seth, man, if Embiid can just be healthy, if he can just play I legitimately think and everything I'm hearing is that he's going to be an MVP candidate. I fully believe that. And he, I remember him being like MVP. Come on. I'm like, dude, wait until he's healthy. Just wait until he's healthy. And I remember his first year, he was legitimately in the talks uh, just because of how well he played. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. I, I will never forget that first game against Oklahoma city when he hit that insane turnaround jumper at the top of the key and then swatted Westbrook. I have never jumped so high in my entire life when that happened. And it's still one of my favorite Sixers Sixers memories ever. And to think that that same dude now is an MVP is just unbelievable. You look at the last three seasons. I talked about this with Jair. I've said that 20 times, but like three years ago, I'm like, okay, he's got it in the bag. He gets hurt against Washington, only plays 51 games. I felt like he got robbed because he got hurt so late in the season. That sucked. Going into the next season, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is the season. He can do it. He ends up playing 68 games. He averages 30 points, 31 if you want to round up, 49% from the field, shoots 37% from three, 12 rebounds, four assists. Like, that is it. He's got this one in the bag, and Jokic ends up winning. And I legitimately thought when he didn't end up getting that MVP, I'm like, okay, that's it. He has no chance. That was his chance. It's over. I did not in a million years think that he could even take his game to another level. And that's exactly what he did. Back-to-back scoring titles, the highest minutes per game he's ever played his entire career. Averaged the most points per game that he's ever averaged in his entire career 33. Shot 55% from field, which is a career high. He shot a little uh, down on three pointers because he took less, which is exactly what all the talking heads and Shaq and Barkley, all those TNT guys wanted from him. Guess what? He did it. He averaged 10 rebounds a game, four assists a game, a steal a game. He did everything better this season than he did last season. And everybody in their dog thought, besides obviously apparently the the voters and people in Denver, that Embiid probably should have won it last year too. And he somehow got better playmaking ability better more patient passing out of double teams better his vision better the offense in the game just seems slower to him which is obviously better yes it helps playing with james harden the easiest buckets he's ever going to get his entire career come from james harden that pick and roll is just deadly but to think that he even had another level to take his game from where it was last year to this year unbelievable you can call you can say whatever you want about him you can call him all the names, about flopper, free throw merchant, whatever. But guess what? He'll always be remembered as an MVP, and that's all that matters. And it is pretty damn awesome, and I'm pretty damn stoked. Good for you. Good for you, Joel. Pretty sweet. That's ball, folks. Brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly Sports Apparel. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? You tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. We will end with this. I went through each series with Jer and kind of gave our predictions. Um, I just had to say, I props to the Denver Nuggets, man. Like I have given you guys, I've teased you guys for the last three seasons, and I've kind of crushed you guys, and I'm not going to lie. I am very pleasantly surprised that you guys have a two-game lead on the Phoenix Suns. I really think that you guys end up beating them, going to the conference finals, and I I legit think the Lakers win. Uh, and, and you guys end up playing them there and who knows what can happen, but props to you better than I would have thought. Jokic is playing unbelievable. And the best part is he has the entire team around him playing unbelievable. It's pretty awesome. Actually guarding playing defense. It's cool to see. It's very fun basketball to watch, by the way, that I am a huge Jamal Murray fan. And that game one was something to behold. It's pretty sweet. There's no bubble Murray. It's just when he is healthy, he's good. Yeah, he struggled game two, but guess what? He had teammates pick him up, and uh, they're they're fun, man. They're really, really good. Got them winning. I've got the Lakers winning. I've got the Sixers winning, and I have the Miami Heat winning. Again, I mentioned it last week. I'm the weirdo conspiracy guy who's like, "Yep, this is full circle. Everything's coming to be." Jimmy Butler helping us out. We're gonna get there. We're gonna go to the final or to the uh, yeah to the finals, and uh, a Nuggets Sixers finals would truly be unbelievable. And I want nothing more than that. So if you're religious, pray for it. If you're not religious, put out some positive vibes because that needs to happen. It would literally break Twitter. I mean, Twitter's breaking already, but it would it would officially be the nail in the coffin. And it would be awesome to see. Anyway, fun playoffs. Again, just so hype for Joel. What a time for Philly. Just incredible. And I cannot wait for Friday when he gets that trophy in front of the home crowd. That place, that Wells Fargo Center is going to be electric. Can't wait to see it. We'll most likely shed a tear and make fun of me if you want. But that's the beauty of sports. Anyway, that's all I got. Thank you guys, as always, uh, for being patient again on the, the minor delay on this. Uh, love you all. Please go ahead. Feel free. Like, subscribe, review. Do all that fun stuff. Uh, I've got some fun giveaways coming up with Underdog Fantasy, actually. Uh, I was just in communications with them today, so keep an eye out for that. Got a giveaway with my guy, uh diehard Philly, right now for one of his unbelievable hoodies, by the way. He sent me one. And uh it's play the song hoodie, white and red and blue tie-dye. It's unbelievable. Um, but go, gonna give away one of those as well as an Embiid Brotherly Love jersey. Um, and we just did another giveaway because I was so pumped about Embiid winning the MVP. Uh congrats to those winners. Uh signed Harden Picture and another Embiid jersey. So a lot of giveaways. And I'm doing some stuff with the PQ too. We might have a ticket giveaway coming up for game four. Anyway, keep an eye on my socials, good things, big things coming. And uh, yeah, man, fantastic week. Love you all. Be nice to each other. Go Sixers. Go Devils. And that's all it